Hey guys, welcome to the Art Project Podcast. I am your host, Eddie P, and I'm joined by AR3, where we talk all things biz dev. Want to stay ahead of the tech flood? How about learning to be an effective leader? Tune in and welcome to the Art Project Podcast. Hey, welcome guys. Welcome to the Art Project Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Eddie P, and uh, uh, right next to me is AR3, who's uh, accompanying me on this uh Real special guest interview with Mr. Kyle Zagrodsky, uh, CEO and uh, just total badass from uh, Osteo Strong, uh, who's uh, he's been featured on uh, Entrepreneur.com and multiple other entrepreneurship websites, uh, and has shared the uh, actual stage with uh, the the big man Tony Robbins. So I'm super grateful, uh, Kyle, that you could join us today. Uh, do you mind sharing a little bit of it? Uh, welcome, first of all, and uh, do you mind sharing a little bit about your story with us? Yeah, sure. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to uh, talking with you guys. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm founder and CEO of Osteo Strong. We I started this company, officially opened up our pilot centers back in 2011, and uh, and then we started franchising at the very end of 2012. Um, concept is really based upon an industry that we're creating called skeletal strength conditioning and it's pretty the way that we do it it dramatically increases physical strength balance agility posture often eliminates joint and back pain pain for people and then um, the way the system works we oftentimes see you know the elderly reversing things like osteoporosis and the type 2 diabetes and things like that um, it, it's something that is available and works extraordinarily well for for athletes for the elderly for anybody in between people who don't have time and i think one of the things that's so compelling about the brand beyond just the results you get is that it really only takes about 60 seconds of effort one day per week, you don't break a sweat, you don't get fatigued, you often don't get sore the next day, and uh, and so you get these incredible benefits that are very measurable. And so when you have something like that that can have an extraordinary, extraordinary impact on a professional athlete or somebody who's 80 years old and have these incredible performance, their physical capability in a short period of time is, is pretty exciting. Awesome. Uh, I know I remember trying out some of the machines at the last uh, Unleash the Power Within event in San Jose and uh, I could honestly say it was uh, an amazing experience just because you could literally get your workout done in just a fraction of the time, a couple of minutes. You started Strong, but it dates back to 2012, right? It, was, it must have been an a interesting journey for you. Is there a secret time-saving technique that you can share with the art project? Uh, audience that helps uh, that helped you focus and tackle your most vital priorities each day and helped you reach the stage that you're in right now with Osseo Strong. So with franchising, it's a very complex uh, business model to to execute on, and so some of the things that um, that I have wouldn't necessarily apply to all businesses. As early on as you can get an executive assistant. Um, to help manage your lower priority items, your schedule and things like that um, really makes a huge, huge difference because and there you know it's expensive to hire somebody and there are different services you can you can utilize depending upon your needs like upwork or something like that. you can get assistance to work for you and do certain things for you that are are virtual. And I would recommend doing that right away because when starting a new business, you get, 
you get slammed with and you're you're doing everything right you guys have experienced this i'm sure yeah. and you're you're taking your focus off of things that don't matter it's one of the things i wish i would have done earlier on but did not so uh but that's okay you learned <laughs> <laughs> well um one of the things that you know obviously every entrepreneur goes to and every person that has a business um is they go through their set of challenges and and uh, you know, obviously, they have to overcome a lot of obstacles um, on top of the doubts that maybe people may give you. Um, what are some of the things that you know maybe you've gone through that you would like to share with us um, that maybe was an obstacle that you overcame, and uh, kind of what kind of mindset do you recommend you know those entrepreneurs that are listening that are probably on the fence of maybe giving up or. Uh, maybe not going forth with that journey, what would you recommend for them to overcome, obviously, their, their set of obstacles? So I think the the biggest obstacle that anybody ever deals with when starting something new is self-doubt. Yeah. And you wonder whether or not you're good enough uh, because in order to start a business, you've got to be uh, either good or an expert at a lot of different things. And you're never going to be you know, good enough at everything. Yeah. And so I think the advice is don't worry about the how, uh, don't worry about um, whether or not you're a success or failure, you're going to fail a lot. Right. And with failure, it's, it's always about what you learn from it. And we don't want to let failure become our identity. Um, so when, when people get afraid, it's because they're afraid of how they're going to be perceived, how they're going to be judged, who they are. And, and in your failures is the only time you ever learn. So being an entrepreneur is an amazing journey of self-discovery. I always tell people, I said, there's, there's three things in life that will help you fully appreciate the human experience. It's marriage, having children, and starting a business. <laughs> and those, those three things give you just better insights into life, wisdom, um, and the whole human experience. Whether you're a su success or failure, you're always a, a more interesting, more capable uh, person on the other end. Uh, whatever it is that you go through, so you, you must. Uh, it's been a, uh, something that I learned from Tony Robbins in my early 20s, and I've applied it to everything I've ever done. Awesome, that's awesome. Wow, in your early 20s, huh? Another way to say it is uh, that imposter syndrome. A lot of people go through it when uh, starting a business or going out on their own, taking those risks. The other thing is the uh, wearing every single, every different hat in the business, right? I think uh, every single one of those situations comes with a, 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 a challenge in, in and of its own. Tell us about a, a challenging time or situation that could have devastated or even ruined your business, whether it was a previous business. I know you had attempted several other ventures before OsteoStrong, but you never gave up. I probably business. faced about 20 or 30 of those experiences uh, over the course of my businesses that I've owned. Um, devastating experience put me out of business. Um, and had me right on the edge. In the very beginning of OsteoStrong, though, um, we were we were opening up pilot centers, and I ended up partnering with three different people to open up three different locations that really weren't even close to me. I just moved to Tennessee from Houston, and um, one of the people that was a member of our team, she was a phenomenal trainer and salesperson, and other people on the, on the three locations were interested in helping with operations and various aspects. So I was trying to build a team and one of the people on the team, um, she had a baby and that, that didn't really perturb her, stop her from wanting to be a part of it, except that she suffers from severe, severe 
um, postpartum depression. And uh, that's a thing. Like if you ever, if you ever know anybody who's gone through that, or you've had a wife that's go through it, yeah. um, it can be almost suicidal. And so her, her strategic, um, the strategy she implemented to deal with it was just to get everything out of her life and early on. And it was kind of a morale killer. And the other two people I had brought on uh, decided to leave the system. So I was there all of a sudden by myself. Uh, trying to trying to figure out what I was going to do with three distributed locations around the country, wow. and uh, and then I went from you know working with a team trying to get all this stuff done to to trying to figure out how I was going to run these locations and uh, and do everything else at the same time. Like everybody has their set of challenges, and um, that definitely is one of the I'm sure many challenges that you had to overcome. Now sometimes having guidance or having that 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 person you know to kind of get you or thinking at least differently you know what is one of the most I guess influential lessons that you have learned from one of your mentors and how do you I guess use the the advice that they've given you or the guidance that they've given you in the business as a business owner that you are today yeah, I think the, the biggest influencer on me for sure has been Tony Robbins. He became a became my partner last year strong in, at the beginning of 2017, and I went to all of his events in 2016. And he invited me as his guest. My biggest advice is go to a Tony Robbins event. You have no idea what you don't know until you go there, and you're going to get insights into yourself and capabilities that's going to change you in extraordinarily awesome ways you know like you're more awesome than you could possibly imagine and that goes for just about every human being on the planet and those are those events have been very revealing to me i think for you know there, there's no problem that doesn't have a solution and and one of the things i learned from tony at a business mastery event is we get into our head and we're always using our brain for strategic this and that or the other but it's so buffeted by things that scare us or give us doubt. And if you can get out of your head and find that calm and focus on what in your heart you know needs to be done, you'll see the solution to a problem. And sometimes the solution is something that scares the hell out of you even more. But if you know it's the right thing to do, then you must. We oftentimes get so stuck up in the strategic brain of how to do this, that, or the other. And we don't just stop and get still and start thinking, okay, what does my heart tell me I must do in this difficult situation and trust that because uh, when it's your business, I mean, people can give you advice all day long, but at the end of the day, it's your decision and you've got you've to learn how to pull the trigger and make stuff happen. You definitely come a long way from kind of struggling with it initially with the people that you're working with and now actually partnering up with Tony. Uh, and this is going a little bit off topic, but do you mind sharing with us uh, a little bit about that story or how that came to be? How did Tony come in the picture? Because Tony's uh, very selective on where he invests his time and money. So uh, I'd love to hear that story if you have a little bit of time to uh, go into it. Yeah, real, real quick. So it's, well, I don't know how quick I can make. I'll make this <laughs> Um, Tony had in, uh, encountered Dr. Jaquish, who is the inventor of the equipment that we use in our centers. Um, and when Jaquish was had just finished his prototype and he was letting people use it, one of the guys who he was letting use the system was a golfing buddy of Tony's. 
and the guy used to have like joint and back pain and all this kind of stuff it could only finish like nine holes of golf and it would have to quit and then being got hit the ball better than they had ever done it before and tony's like what in the world are you doing he says oh man this guy developed this weird crazy piece of equipment and uh it's changed my life and tony's like i want to hear about this so he actually ends up calling dr jayquish and says i want to buy one and he only had the two prototypes that he had made so he said um uh so he said hey listen i can't sell you one these are like 300 grand i just i just made these he's like okay i'll buy one so he ended up selling him one and him and sage used that for that that prototype for a long time and actually ended up investing in his original company that owned that prototype and so when I started, and then we developed something new and better, way beyond his initial prototype, I said, "Man, you got to call Tony." And he was hesitant. He was like, "Man, people just don't call Tony, right?" <laughs> <laughs> you know. And so he eventually did, and then he uh, said, "Okay." Tony called him back, said he wanted to come see what the deal experience with Tony upon beyond just like listening to some of his tapes that I bought on uh, in my 20s was when he just walked into one of our centers and met me and it was surreal. I was like, what in the world? He, I can't believe this. And so um, he and I had several meetings. It took us about, you know, eight or nine months to figure out how we wanted to work together. Um, and then um, he, he ended up inviting to me to all of his events and, and it really changed me in the, during that process of going to those things. That's why I'm such an advocate. I don't get anything out of promoting Tony events except that it's utterly changed my life. And I was a multi-business owner and made tens of millions of dollars um, and wife and three kids. I didn't think I had anything left to learn. And when I got there, I was utterly blown away at, at how much I didn't see in my own life and relationships and that kind of thing. So yeah, we became partners. And then like, uh, in 2017, like four months later, I started speaking on stages is, uh, unleash the power within events, which is also surreal. It's a very, um, it's a very strange thing. I asked Tony when he walked in, I said, after we kind of, you know, did a little back and forth banter and conversation and whatever. And then he, I asked him, I said, you know, I got a question for you. I said, what are you doing here? I mean, really, what are your intentions? Because there ain't, there's millions of people out there that would die to do business with you. And we've got like 20 locations open. Why am I even on your radar? And he stopped and he looked at me and he says, that's a really good question. He says, my wife and I have used this technology and it's changed us. And he says, I know this has the potential to change the world and be a global brand. And, I, and he goes, I, I don't do business with people that unless they, they know how to bootstrap, build a business, he says, you've got 20 something locations. He goes, a lot of other people said they were going to do this. No one ever did. You're the only one. And I like what you've done and I want to help make it happen. He goes, I believe in things that could change the world. I believe this is going to change the world. And I think you're the right guy. Wow. That's amazing. Oh. Proximity is power. As he says, that's, that's definitely an amazing story. <laughs> really incredible. What a journey. So, uh, most people have a misconception of what entrepreneurship is. They see where just a few years ago it was considered, it was another word for unemployed, right? And uh, sure. today some with so many overnight successes, place it on a pedestal pretty much, but it uh, it's far from easy and you've actually touched on some points. In fact, it's a pretty lonely road until you find the right people to, to surround yourself with, right? Um, oh, yeah. But when we have that passion, drive, and above all the right ingredients, it can be add it systematically into the business one ingredient at a time and ultimately have that that 
that A team that you need, right? Yeah. Um, the end result is, uh, as Tony saw it, is a business that's it's systematic, is repeatable, and it's scalable. He saw a big picture of a global brand uh, from uh, what he has seen in you. If you had to do it all over again, Kyle, what systems would you yourself put into place sooner rather than later, and why? Why would you do that? You know, that, that's a little bit of a tricky question to answer because remembering I started the company in 2011, 2012, um, we didn't have things, I mean, the, 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 the technology tools that exist today are even just more amazing than they were back then. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the most important thing to every business is cash flow. You have to be driving sales constantly. So you get, you get yanked this way and that way, trying to, to do all the stuff that you need to do. And in franchising, there's just an unlimited amount of distractions and things that don't make you money, but you have to do. Um, and so you have to be focusing on cash flow. Social media marketing is a marketer's dream because it so enables you to, you know, directly and geographically focus on precisely who you want. Uh, as a customer and tailor make an irresistible offer just for them. So social media marketing is an absolute must for almost any kind of business unless you're doing some kind of industrial sales or something like that. Communication, try, you know, there's so many uh, and keeping track of projects through things like Trello and trying to use cheap free solutions as much as you can, Google Calendar, Google Email, all that stuff, trying to keep your overhead low and then storing all your files in cloud drive for shareables that's just stuff that people do now uh, without really thinking about it back then they, they they just were just new options that were getting going so there was a lot of money we had to spend on marketing and things like that that i wouldn't do today so uh, yeah my advice social media marketing and trello for keeping track of uh, your projects and things like that Definitely. You, you mentioned bootstrapping in one of your comments earlier. Bootstrapping means uh, self-funding. So I, I don't recommend it uh, to anybody. I don't think that self-funding is a very smart thing to do because you're you're just simply using all your cash to get things going. People respect somebody who, bootstra who bootstraps, but if you use up your money, uh, once it's gone, it's gone. You can go, well, I mean, money is energy and you need to have energy to grow the business, uh, full stop. Um, their energy is people, energy is money, energy is processes and systems, and you can't get rolling uh, until you've got, uh, till you've got the money to make rain. I explain to people, you know, listen, don't burn through your cash, don't use your money, get financing wherever you can. Try to avoid bringing on partners if you can, sometimes it's needed. Partners bring one of two things. They bring talent or they bring capital. Um, I would try to get both. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, not that I have anything against people. I just think that you end up giving up a lot in the beginning and getting people with congruent goals and maintaining congruency across goals is very difficult to do. Yep. That makes sense. Yep, definitely. What is secret strategy or system for like the millennial business owners and their team, you know, what was something that they could use every single day? It could be a mindset hack. It could be, you know, something that they can do as a team. Like, what would you recommend those that maybe do have a group of people, but, you know, that use technology? What would you recommend them to kind of do in their business? You know, would it be like a, 
a weekly meeting or is there some form of platforms that they can use to kind of make sure that there's communication across board or maybe as a CEO with their employees, what would you recommend that CEO do to make sure that their their business is kind of moving forward? Well, you have to communicate with your team constantly. You know, people need visibility into what you're doing. So we use we, we, do, we do Zoom meetings all the time. There isn't a day go by where I don't have two or three meetings, uh, video meetings. People need to see your face. They need to know who you are. They need to know your passion. Uh, you, you can only develop a company culture of that, that you're going to want by doing that kind of thing, by seeing people every day. And so there's always opportunity for miscommunications and you don't want things going off the rails. So yeah, I would focus on communications as being the number one thing everybody needs to be doing and then communicating regularly and video video conferencing is extraordinarily important. This whole show is focused on Hispanic millennials, right? We want to really kickstart that enthusiasm, that energy, and bring that mindset to Hispanic millennials as far as entrepreneurship goes. You've got several uh, franchisees already through Osteo Strong. Is there Mm -hmm. any that uh, any Hispanic or any millennials at all uh, that currently own a franchise in Osteo Strong? I think one of the things that uh, being from Houston, Texas, and a lot of my friends, I lived in South uh, Southwest Houston, Sugarland area, and so I have a very diverse uh, cultural friendship base from people from India, Pakistan, and Hispanic people, Black people. I mean, when I moved to Nashville, there was just you know it was it was a lot of white people. It was kind of shocking to me. I was like, where is everybody? Because <laughs> Houston is such an international city, and it was just what I was used to. I'll be honest with you, I have a amount of respect the Hispanic entrepreneur mindset in Houston and the people I dealt with, I mean, they, they're all entrepreneur. Everybody I always dealt with was Hispanic was very entrepreneur. Uh, it was like in their DNA and very freaking hardworking. And I have just the utmost respect for the drive of that community to get stuff done. I think there's a massive opportunity and a massive need in America for Hispanic entrepreneurs to, to step up and, um, and they can have a, extraordinary impact on society not only in their own lives but you know American society as a whole it's just what I've seen I'm not I'm not saying it because I'm on a Hispanic bod- podcast I'm saying it because it's from through personal experience and friendships that I've made over the years um, so you know I think that I, I think that one, one of the reasons why I agree to do your podcast is I, I don't want people's fear intimidation of you know not having enough money or whatever to go and start a business there's always a way it's one of the things that tony taught me every problem has a solution you just haven't thought of it yet Uh, whether it's money or energy or whatever it is that you need people that's it that solution exists and it's only you holding you back from seeing that that opportunity in terms of do we have any hispanics i don't really it's funny i don't really think of people in terms of their their race i always kind of look at everybody's part of the human race and we're just trying to get through it so I don't know if I stopped and thought thought about it. Do I have? Yeah, I guess we do. Um, we have somebody who's about to open up in South Texas. Who's a Hispanic guy and his family. I've got you know some some Indian guys and I got some black guys uh, that own centers. I don't know if I have any other Hispanic people that have been attracted to the brand yet. Um, but we're in other countries too, so you know we, there's it's, it's going to be a pretty diverse community as time goes on. Awesome. Quick question, and I'm pretty sure everybody from here in Texas is wondering: Houston Texans or Tennessee Titans? 
You know, funny, I'm not a real sports guy. Um, I don't I really have time for it. I used to used to be kind of a, uh, a football fanatic back in my 20s. And um, just one day, I was, I'd gotten the, the Houston Oilers had uh, lost a game and the Houston Cougars had lost a game. The, my, my, uh, the University of Houston lost a game. And I was real emotional. Warren Moon blew it. And uh, Jenkins, the coach of uh, U of H, blew it. And I was mad. And I called my dad. And he's like, uh, I asked him, what are you doing? Did you watch the game? He's like, yeah, I watched like the last five minutes. Warren Moon blew it. And I was, uh, I was like, man, this, that, and there going on. And I said, what'd you do? Why'd you miss the game? He's like, and he did this, that, or the other. Wow, what a waste of time. I just let, and it was a beautiful day. It was like 72 degrees outside, sunny. And I sat inside all day being mad at somebody else making a living. Um, and I just said, you know what? I'm never going to watch a sporting event again unless somebody invites me uh, to go watch it with them. So I don't really follow it anymore. I, I just see it as a group of guys trying to earn a living, and God bless them. You know, it's America. Do the best you can. Yeah. Make as much as you can. High, high five. I just don't really, I don't really care who wins games anymore. Um, I don't really watch it. So if Houston wins, high five. If Tennessee wins, high five. You know, I just don't really assign any emotional, <laughs> emotional. Uh, negativity one way or the other to somebody win or losing. That's that's go. like the perfect answer. I, I would have <laughs> never thought of that answer, but that's a good answer. Yeah, you know, I just made my mind a long time ago, boy, wouldn't it be cool if people were cheering for me making a living? There you go. Oh, yeah. There that's you a go. better goal. There you go. I mean, I'm those guys are making it happen. No disrespect to them or their life choices. It's just not mine. Right. And I'm cool with that. That's awesome. So, so what's next for Kyle? What's next for Osteo Strong? What are you excited about next? Oh my gosh, um, we're bringing on several countries on board over the next few months. So uh, we've got we've got uh, Bulgaria, Poland, and um, Norway opening up soon. I'll be flying out to um, Singapore for UPW in Australia, meeting with some people in some other countries. You know, we're we're just expanding globally. We're growing fast. We just opened up our hundredth franchise. Uh, we'll be doing that, I think, this week or next week, and then um, I think we'll we'll double in size, if not triple, over the next 12 months. So we're just focused on growth and perfecting our our systems, continue to sharpen the sharpen the saber, and get better and better at what we do. So just you know, you keep asking yourself constantly, what can I do better? What can I do better? And it's a non-stop journey, right? Yeah, yeah. Always trying to be better than the person you were yesterday, right? Uh, no, I'm not that dedicated, but I'm <laughs> I can't, this is too much to ask. Um, yeah, you can't be awesome all the time, right? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Uh, do you, uh, do you have any, any last words, any last message that you would like to give to our audience? Uh, specifically two or three strategies you would recommend they focus on, uh, to best ensure their success. hundred percent. Um, so the thing about it is. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a husband, I'm a father, and I own multiple businesses. And the hardest thing, you can, get, you can get fat and you can get unhealthy when you start taking the focus off of you and everybody else. So um, I think that taking care of yourself in the journey is freaking massive because your energy drives everything. Um, so there's just a few things I do um, because I have to find my time is extremely I have very little of it for myself, so I've it just ad adopted a few strategies that enable me to have really optimal health 
and um, all the time, and uh, and they are. And I intermittent fast. You know, most days I'm only I only eat a meal within like a three hour window, and um, <clears throat> I do believe in the keto diet so that because you'll you'll get fat. I mean, I had I've lost like. 35 pounds of fat over the past year and then when I started doing that and my energy and everything went up I, I meditate people think okay whatever yeah 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 meditation man there's been so much research on meditation and what it does for you and how it just resets your emotional state your physical state I don't I don't get to it every day but almost every day um, and I do Tony Robbins priming if you don't know what that is, you can find the podcast of it. It's like a guided meditation, and it kind of tells you what to focus on through the meditation process, which is huge. Um, I do cold showers every day. I, I used to think that would, that would scare the hell out of me like two years ago, three years ago. Uh, so I do cold plunges, cold showers, and now I freaking love it. Like when I get out of the shower in the morning, it's like I'm going to leave a dent in the universe today. Awesome. Um, so it just elevates my emotional state. So managing your emotions, managing your health, um, and meditating gets you focusing where you where you need to go because you worry and you get scared about stuff and you think oh I'm not good enough and blah 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 you know all that stuff that you deal with yeah those three those three things right there have uh, really uh, enabled me to 10x everything. Amazing, that's amazing. Well, yeah. that's it. Uh, I guess we're we're we really appreciate you taking you know time out of your busy schedule to to come on here and, and uh, talk to us a little bit and, and really give us some, some amazing, valuable content for our listeners. And, uh, um, you know, we really appreciate your time. And if they're, you know, I guess from here. Uh, just one last thing, where could uh, our audience uh, learn more about you and Osseo Strong, uh, Kyle? Well, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, our Osteo Strong uh, main website, osteostrong.me, um, there's a lot of owners out there that are just just as just as amazing uh, part of this brand. So they they all have Facebook pages and all that kind of stuff, um, and, and those kind of things are just uh, just out there. So you know, go check out our Facebook pages, you know, either personal or otherwise, or business pages, and then just go to our website and they can learn all about us. Awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you so much once again, Kyle. Really appreciate you coming on board and uh, sharing your uh, valuable insight with us. Uh, so we'll, that ends our episode for the Art Project Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you. You bet. I appreciate you both. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. We'll take care of both of you. You too. Hey, guys. It's Eddie. And Antonio. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We know that there are thousands of podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to ours. And it would mean the world to us if you would share this podcast or tell a friend. And also stay tuned for the next episode of The Art Project.